In today's competitive e-commerce environment, it's never been more important to earn and maintain the trust of your customers. Merchant Fraud Journal's To Catch a Fraudster podcast is supported by SIFT, the leader in digital trust and safety. SIFT empowers companies to stop fraud and grow without risk. Visit SIFT.com assessment to schedule a consultation with SIFT's trust and safety architects. Industry experts who have decades of fraud fighting experience at companies like Facebook, Square, and Google. They'll help create a custom plan for your business with an emphasis on technology, organizational structure, and process. Visit sift.com slash assessment today. And we're live. Rodrigo, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Bradley. Uh, It's a pleasure. Our pleasure, our pleasure. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, who you represent, where you're from, and then we'll jump right in. Sure. Uh, Rodrigo Figueroa, uh, I am the COO for Chargeback Gurus, have been in the role for the last year and a half. Uh, the reason I actually moved to uh, the North uh, Dallas area, living in Plano now for, for because of this uh, new role that I take uh, took with them. Uh, and before that, really working for the last 20 years, you know, combination of mostly payments, of course, operational risk, but mostly, mostly really looking at fraud risk management in general, right, uh, for companies like Citibank, uh, PayPal, um, and, and as I said, uh, now Touchback Gurus. Awesome. Uh, we're really happy to have you on the podcast. Now, everyone who is a fan of this podcast knows I am a huge fan of the cold email, and that was how we came to be together. Um, it was shocking to me when I got an email from your team that said card skimming has jumped 77% in 2023. Um, just an incredible number. And I want to start with, I guess, a very brief kind of breakdown of what card skimming is just for people who might not totally know. Um, if we have some small business merchants out there that are listening, um, but then how, how, just how? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you, you would, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because think about it. Uh, w- w- when did we implement chip in the US now? You know, almost 10 years ago, yeah, roughly. Uh, exactly. Uh, no, it's, it's amazing, right? The issue is, right? You always have these laggards in, you know, in, 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 in any ecosystem, right? That have not seen the ROI. You know that they need to really upgrade all of their uh, infrastructure. So yeah, we have had merchants, and by the way, large corporates, right? That up to this day have not done their homework all, all the way through to make sure that you know that, that their networks are fully chipped. So you see this case has been you know uh, abused, uh, and 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 it, it it is a surprise, but it shouldn't be, right? I, I remember actually the very good days of early chip. We saw check fraud increasing, right? Uh, and there was a very simple reason for that. It was easy to do, and you know, and in you know, old school, low technology, uh, cheap was getting making you know it much harder. And you had the situation where you had you know cheap coming. Uh, e-commerce was picking up, but not just there yet, right? So yeah, uh, all of the old schemes that we actually probably did not hear about for years before that started picking up again. So my take is exactly that, right? We we see merchants investing in a lot of technology. Uh, you know, it, it started by the way with good detection, right, on the pre-authentication, you know, pre-authorization. 
and then it moves you know all the way to you know good capacity in the identification in the authorization in authentication uh and and what happens is as it gets harder in the broader ecosystem for you to identify opportunities yeah fraudsters they you know it's the way i like to call it bradley you know uh, fraud is like water right you're gonna pour water water's gonna go anywhere right it's like it's just gonna keep on trying to find the cracks and everything and fraud's a little bit like that whenever you have an exposure whenever you have a vulnerability I can guarantee uh, I can guarantee you someone will be trying to abuse it, right? So we have seen that in the hospitality space. We have seen that, of course, in the you know on the gas stations or the petrol, uh, you know, vertical steel. Because you know, and, and by the way, we can understand, right? Some of these investments for for those infrastructures, it's it's pretty cumbersome and, and heavy, uh, because sometimes these POSs they're not just like this single terminal, right? They're actually embedded into a much bigger machine. Yeah, so that I, that's time. what I wanted to ask you is where, like, how does this go on, right? Because if you're if you're uh, a merchant, right? So card skimming, just so anyone who doesn't know uh, the definition, it's basically a physical, some kind of physical intrusion into the point of sale terminal, whatever that looks like. That's letting the, the letting the monster get the information. How are people getting this stuff in, right? I mean, like we're at a point where the US government is like checking stuff from China for nanobots, right? Like, so what, like how, how are, I'm assuming this is much less sophisticated uh, technology than what the Chinese Communist Party is using. So how, like how are people even yeah. still doing this in 2023? Like, what does this look like? In, yeah, in our well, day? it's skimmers. I, 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 have you seen some of these pictures? Sometimes you actually see when they actually catch on these fraud rings, right? They actually look at the skimmers and they get thinner and thinner and thinner for the same reason, right? The technology gets better. So, you know, the, the ship that they actually need in order to insert, you know, the, you know that equipment in front of the card slot uh, makes it so much easier for them. And, and, and look, this is the country that uses a lot of landlines as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 this infrastructure element that will will always plague a little bit of the U.S. because the U.S. has been this early adopter of technology. So what happens is when you actually need to uplift, when you need to upgrade, it costs a lot of money. So what you see there is still a lot of terminals that you know are actually uh, quite exposed to this. Look, I can tell you, right? Uh, even on the you know like large enterprise financial services banks. They've been still grappling with some of these issues on the ATM side as well, right? Uh, actually, very still very very common to see uh, the point of compromise happening on ATMs because it's it's just widespread. It's available. Um, you know, the machines uh, they are standard. They are kind of a commodity. You know, they, they, there are models there that you know the fraudsters specialize. They create schemers. The readers actually right they pick up all the information right that are ever more you know. And in pers- you know that you can almost notice that, right? I don't. I, I, I look. I don't actually go to ATMs that often anymore. You know, who, who is picking up money? But every time I actually do have to do that, you know, the first thing I try to do actually, you know, I actually shake. Right? Really? <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. Like, take me through an attack here. Like, how are we talking? Like, somebody just rolls up to the Seven Eleven with the with one of these things in their hand and just like slips it in and. 
exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Yes. You, you wow. will see uh, sometimes, you know, like because a, a lot of these machines, they're installed, you know, right outside of the store, for example, right, where there is actually less people watching. It's very simple, right? You can create a distraction. It will be one or two people. They are actually very savvy. They know exactly what they have to do. And it's not a lot of work, by the way, right? It's actually quite simple. And the, the other thing that they do, they mask it, right? They actually put something in front of it that looks exactly like the machine. So you are not really shaking it, you know, <laughs> moving like you're not going to notice. You're literally not going to notice, wow. right? Uh, and 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 by the way, the skimming technology has gotten so good that in the past, right, it would actually be something like, you know, you put the device there. There will be actually a recording device on the on the same machine, so you would have to put it and then extract it later on, mm -hmm. so you can actually uh, uh, recover the data. Nowadays, they include wireless technology on that too, right? So they're going to be doing that, and there will be someone else sitting just a couple of, you know, uh, you know, dozen feet, uh, you know, from from the location, just you know, literally waiting for the card information to be available, and then they just automatically wirelessly connect somewhere else and, and use it, right? So that's like like everything, right? And Bradley, you make that comment earlier, which I fully agree. The reason why fraud, you know, from from the operational risk realm, the broader umbrella of operational risk, fraud is usually the most fun because you actually have people on the other side creating right. these ideas, right? A lot of other risks, they are associated with macro, they're associated with events that we do not necessarily control. But fraud is actually very human, right? It's like there is another element there that's actually thinking about those things, right? And, and the other element, and now probably a little bit more, I would say, cynical from my part, if you think about it, right, any system that's created by a human can be broken by a human as well, right? So the moment you actually put that principle in place, combined with you know lack of investment, sometimes utilizing like, like you know other technology uh, that it's you know uh, widely available, uh, yes, you end up with these situations where you see uh, you know pressures. Uh, uh, by the way, like I just want to be careful, right? Because when when we talk about this number, seventy-seven percent, right? It was smaller, right? It was actually coming down for all the obvious reasons. But you know, all of a sudden, as I said, you know, opportunities and some other you know vectors become less less um, you know available. So you know, you see this increase because you know somebody came up with a new idea, somebody came up with a new you know vector of attack, and all of a sudden you see that spiking up because it, again, right? When you actually see these merchants that have not done it, you can actually do at that merchant or that specific infrastructure at scale. Right. And, and, and that's, that's what happens. And right. It's, it's interesting so. that we talk a lot about being reactive versus proactive here, but I don't know that we've ever, even after many, many years now, we've ever talked about it in the realm specifically of hardware, right? Like we talk a yep. lot about the software, about code injections, about all these types of things, but you're basically telling me somebody found a better way to hack an ATM machine is, is yeah, exactly. Done, which is, yeah, wild. well, well they, yep, exactly. I mean, look, digitally speaking to your point, right? These machines are pretty hard in it, right? Uh, you're not going to be able to go into these machines and, and, and try to, you know, hack into them. Uh, technology that's pretty good. But then again, right, there's always that element, which is the, the contact, right? And fact is, and I can actually get one of my credit cards, you're actually going to see, right? There is still a max stripe there, right? right. Uh, I've, I, and I remember having these discussions 10 years ago with the networks and on my previous job. When will be the day that we can actually uh, issue cards without a max stripe? 
right? Because mm-hmm. the point here is acceptance, right? So e- even if 99% of your transactions are, are chip enabled now, uh, you know, you always want to make sure that, you know, for that specific merchant that has not the other grid yet, you know, that you can actually use that card still, right? So it is the type of technology that it's dying. We all know that, but it's still widely available, right? I, I would assume that still 90% of the cards issued in the US still have a max stripe, despite the fact that, you know, literally for more than 90% of the volumes are probably chip enabled right now on, on the car present space. Right. right? And that, and that's probably exacerbating the issue in the sense that as you alluded to, it becomes deprioritized as a vector. Exactly. So people aren't exactly. thinking about it anymore. They're, oh, that's, you know, way old technology and they're worrying about AR VR goggles. That's my, my, uh, and, and, and there's an element of, yeah. And and that's the and this is the look. This is the primordial issue with risk management in general, right? Uh, we we risk managers think we got good at it by looking historically at trends, and then you try to you know assume you know I, I know where I'm going to get the punch, and this is where I'm going to invest. But then when it becomes the minimus, what do you do? Right, uh, becomes this tougher discussion. Should I just take that exposure? Or sometimes, like historically, because you don't see it anymore, right? You don't even you know plan to invest mm-hmm. it's the famous cost avoidance right uh if it's not there why would i worry uh and then when day comes and hits you right you you, you just don't know the issue with fraud uh, you know the perennial issue with fraud has been exactly that right we are always trying to uh invest in technologies in capacities capabilities to uh to you know deter the attack of yesterday but we're not deterring the attack of tomorrow right uh and, and, and that's the issue with risk management in general, right? Uh, we, we, if we had a crystal ball, of course, all of these issues would, would disappear, but you know, we have not invented that yet. <laughs> so I have two, two questions here, one on the, the cardholder side and one on the merchant side. We'll start with the cardholder side because I think it'll be easier. Should I be um, like shaking the ATM at the Borgata in Atlantic City? I feel like that's going to get me in trouble somehow. Like how, how am I, how am I protecting myself <laughs> barring I not, not going into the casino and like trying to look like I'm trying to turn the ATM upside down. Cause I feel like that's not exactly, going to end well right. for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, well, you're talking to a person here. Like I, I am because like, as I said, right. You become a little bit jaded after doing this for so long. Right. So yes, I'm the guy that's in the ATM, right. Because I, I live through this. I, I, I know right? I have seen this people. I have seen those devices. So I, I'm always concerned, but I, I'm probably going to be the guy also. That's not going to be trying to withdraw money from the Borgata, you know, in New Jersey. <laughs> it's like, I will, I will plan in advance. I'll do enough well, withdrawing right? for both of us at the Borgata. It's fine. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. No, but look, the other side of it, Bradley, is I, I, I don't want to scare people as well, right? Fact is, and, 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 and in that sense, uh, when you actually take a step back and, to, and you look at the industry, you know, we, we have been pretty good at in, in managing fraud overall, right? Uh, the usual consumer doesn't worry too much about it. And when something happens, there are enough consumer laws, there are enough, enough uh, rules from the networks that you know, roughly protect you pretty good right now, right? You have to be really, really, really either, you know, uh, what's the word? You know, like very innocent, uh, or you know, or, or just literally do something wrong, right? In in order to really not receive those protections nowadays. Uh, so in general, I would say, uh, you know, consumer, yes, be mindful about it. 
don't do anything stupid, but don't over worry about these things as well, right? Because the industry is actually has become over time much more secure, right? So that would be my my comment there. Uh, yes, uh, uh, you know there are. You don't need to know right what's in the chip. Uh, you know, in order to know how it works and why mm. it's secure, but mm. it, it is, as you know, right? A incredibly secure technology has not been broken yet. Uh, and if you recall, there was a paper several years ago that said that they actually broke the chip. Uh, they did it. We don't even know if they actually really did it, but it was, you know, in very specific lab, uh, you know, conditions. So we, yes, so uh, you know, I just want to, you know. Put that disclaimer out there because I remember the paper, but we have not seen chips, you know, at at scale, at you know, at the broad, um, you know, uh, ecosystem have any issues. So, uh, you know, th that means that you have, you know, a piece, uh, you know, uh, of plastic in your hand that it's quite, you know, uh, quite secure. That's the point, uh, and and the protections that surround you are also pretty good. So, in in general, don't worry about it. But if you see something awkward happening right if you see like you know if you have a chip you know there is a chip enabled card and someone swipe it in front of you i, I you know you you gotta ask yourself like something funny is happening here right so i would say for 95 percent of the time you don't have to worry about but for the other five percent you know just pay attention see if something funny is happening right uh that, that i i don't want anybody to go out of their way to be worried about it but just to be mindful that these things are still happening right, right? and on the merchant side let let's dive in Obviously, like we said, there's a lot more focus on digital now, less on the hardware. Um, exactly. but, but that being said, what should merchants be thinking about that might be able to help them with this? Um, let's say, you know, you're a bank or you own a 7-Eleven. Um, I think they're yep. franchised. But how, how do people who are on the merchant end just help to protect their customers to, to try and, and prevent this type of thing from happening? Uh, really, ultimately, right? It, uh, th there are no, there's no magic here, right? And there are no shortcuts. Yeah, uh, you know the the rules, the protocols, right? Have been available for everyone for more than ten years, right? And everybody has been, of course, uh, you know, uh, you know, fitting their their infrastructure into into that. Uh, as I said earlier, these attacks now are very targeted toward the merchants that have not done their homework yet, right? I, I, I want to believe, and and and, and to be honest, look, I, I I'm not quoting any data. I, I don't have the data in front of me, but so I'll be. I, I want to be careful and you know put the disclaimer in front of it. But I want to believe that small merchants probably have lesser of an issue right now. Uh, everybody, you know, that you know opens a new merchant account, they're going to be receiving a new terminal that you know has all these securities and you know can't read chips of course by the way can do the tap that tap is becoming you know ever more prevalent in the us finally mm -hmm. right which is i think incredibly secure as well and, and, and a good option uh I, I where i see this issue it's really on these merchants that invested you know decades ago millions and millions of dollars in infrastructure there's probably still depreciating that stuff right uh and these are the guys that are are literally a little bit behind and it just goes into the cost of doing business right they know exactly what needs to be done uh eventually it's going to become probably too painful again to the point that they're going to have to do it uh and and then the point is right if you are a good risk manager uh you don't want to be the last one in line right because th then all of the pressure comes to you right uh so if you are a merchant, uh, I, I would say that still in, in a, understands 
right, that you are exposed because of these, you know, uh, older, uh, you know, implementations, you have to be uh, mindful that, you know, you, you might be more exposed than, than you understand right now, right? And, 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 and to the point that I was making earlier, the, the, the behaviors of the past might not be a good indicator of what might happen in the future, right? Uh, and yes, and you might be shocked that, you know, you might have more loss than you have, you know, committed to your board any given year because, you know, you're still exposed. Right. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention to it, it's a lot easier for people to, to come through. Exactly. Right? And this is the issue, right? Are they even having those discussions, right? Uh, they might not. It, it's, it's always that, that perennial issue as well, right? Uh, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, everybody's talking about e-com. Everybody's talking about these, you know, uh, either, you know, uh, virtual Blockchain, remote relationships yeah. exactly or or you know these this new you know uh you know uh experiences where it's a combination of remote with in person right you know buy on the app you know you know retrieve the product in person at store uh the omni channel as they call it uh these things are happening uh you know of course by the way and and let's agree here, right? This is where the bulk of the pressure is right now, for obvious reasons, because uh, it's always this difficult balance between, um, you know, experience, you know, and acceptance versus putting controls in place that might actually, uh, you know, uh, deter some some sales. Um, this is this is where the pressure is right now. But yeah, the, the point is quite simple, right? Uh, wh- wh- whatever you see vulnerabilities, those vulnerabilities eventually will be abused. They will be uh, targeted, right? So, and this is where we are right now. So do you think that they, the ultimate response here is really just you have to upgrade your infrastructure? There's not really so, any other, any. it seems like any other approach would be a little bit like whack-a-mole where you'd be trying to find what people are doing and it wouldn't be worth the trouble. Yeah, the, the issue whack-a-mole. is, right? It, yeah, because it's twofold, right? Uh, good luck preventing the attack. How do you do that, right? Because uh, your your business model will, 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 will create challenges there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then second, the rules are against you right now, right? The liability shift has happened already several years ago. Everybody understands the rules incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, 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 you know, one of our merchants is suffering from this, right? We, we, we you know, uh, chargeback gurus manage disputes uh, on the card space for our merchants. And there was this bulk of disputes coming and, you know, had, had to have this very difficult discussion with the merchant to say, we cannot fight this on your behalf. Technically, you have to take the liability because it's your fault according to the rules because you, you're, you're using all the equipment here for, for acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to hear that. They want us to fight. But then the moment we actually explain, you know, how the rules work, why there's no point in fighting, uh, they're like, yes, maybe we should have taken a different approach several years ago. It's like, yeah, that's exactly it, right? Well, I really appreciate you coming on the the podcast here, Rodrigo. Um, it's it's a topic that doesn't get discussed as as kind of we've been saying for the last yeah. twenty minutes, but um, clearly still an issue. I was certainly shocked. I mean, I've been in this industry now a decade, um, and I saw this and I thought, "What? Really? <laughs> that's still that's still a thing?" Which I guess is what kind of what everybody's thinking is exactly is exactly. But I guess. If you're an enterprise uh, enterprise uh, executive out there, check with your teams. Make sure that you have this because 
like you said, there's really nothing that can be done once it happens. It's card prison and, fraud and it's just on you and that's it. There, there's no, exactly. you're not and, and, fighting it with anyone. And, and Bradley, to that point, right, you, you brought an excellent point. Uh, you have sometimes this segmentation of responsibility on these large companies, right? You have the payment folks, you know, always cash strapped, never receiving all the investment they need, right? Probably a little bit jaded about these, not even thinking about it. But then you're going to have in the same company, the treasurer, the CFO, that might be, you know, one day receiving bad news and saying, what do you mean we lost all of this money, right? Right, for sure. Uh, for sure. And that, exactly. And, 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 they're, and they're not talking to each other. They're not talking exactly. to each other. I was just right? going to say, and this is definitely one of those has to come top down because if a fraud team goes to their wherever they go and say, we want to fight terminal fraud, essentially at our 18, they're going to say, what get like, worry about yep. all the bots and all the, you know, it's holiday online sales yep. time. Like we don't have time for this. This is now we're paying. Like this is no one's KPI, I guess is what I'm trying yep. to say. This is nobody's exactly. KPI. Exactly. And so it's going to fall through the cracks until the CFO finds out that X million dollars is gone and there's nothing you can do about it because exactly didn't upgrade the infrastructure. So really appreciate you coming on the program, uh, program Rodrigo. We we'd love to have you anytime. You're welcome. Whenever you want, just let us know. Um, there's shocking stats and, and we really appreciate you taking the time to, to share them with us and our audience. So um, let us know where people can find you on the web and then uh, we'll sign off. Yeah, yeah, no, we are, of course, uh, Chargeback Gurus. You know, you can actually see all of my information available on our corporate site there or chargebackgurus.com. Um, a little bit active on LinkedIn, but again, you know, I'm the risk manager guy that, you know, tries to avoid too much exposure on social media because there are scams there as well happening all the time, right? <laughs> so I'm not the most active, but yes, I am on LinkedIn as well. All right. Thank you. Take all care. Right. Thank you so very much again, Bradley. Looking forward uh, to catch up soon again. Definitely. Bye-bye.